Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, December 22nd. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Christmas is just three days away. On this date in 1941, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill arrived in Washington for a wartime conference with President Franklin Roosevelt. And on this date in 1995, sad news from Augusta, Georgia, where actress Butterfly McQueen, who played Prissy in Gone with the Wind, died at age 84 after suffering burns in a house fire. And for your trivia on this Friday, on this date in 1944, U.S. Brigadier General Anthony McAuliffe rejected a German demand for surrender during World War II in the Battle of the Bulge with one word. What did he say? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check in on your first alert forecast on this Friday. And good morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovai. Chilly out the door this morning. Grab the coats once again. We'll see a partly to mostly cloudy sky. Some high clouds out there. We'll dim out the sunshine just a bit today. So chilly to start. Mild this afternoon. 60 at noon. Then we go up in the low to mid 60s this afternoon. It'll cool back down. You'll still want the heavier jackets or the coats if you're headed out on your Friday evening. But tomorrow morning, not as cold. So morning's getting a little bit milder and high temperatures as well. Upper 60s to around 70. Saturday, Sunday, we do have a small chance of a shower on Christmas Eve. A little bit of rain chance headed in here on Christmas Day with highs in the upper 60s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Of the Czech Republic. Police there say more than a dozen people are dead and dozens more are hurt after a shooting yesterday at the Charles University in Prague. The country's police chief says preliminary information shows the shooter took his own life after the attack. He added the suspect had a gun permit and owned several weapons. Authorities have not formally identified the shooter due to the severity of his injuries. But police say they got some tips about a 24-year-old student who they suspect was responsible for the mass shooting. Police helped students evacuate after they locked themselves in classrooms during that attack. Some students even hid on the ledge of a university building in order to escape. In the beginning, there was a couple of... uh... Uh, banks. I didn't even realize it's a, it's a shooting. Then uh, suddenly there were uh, students and, and teachers running out of, uh, uh, out of the building. Right now, no motive has been determined. The Czech Republic interior minister says there's no indication the shooting has anything to do with international terrorism. Police say this is the worst mass shooting in the nation's history. Here at home, no arrests have been made yet after one person was killed in a shooting at a West Ashley playground. Charleston police tell us that shooting happened around 1.15 yesterday afternoon at the Forest Park playground on Playground Road. Their officers found the body of a man between the parking lot and tennis courts. Another man was also hurt in that shooting and was taken to the hospital. Details are limited, but police say there's no threat to the public right now. The name of the victim has not yet been released. The South Carolina Law Enforcement Division has charged a Beaufort County man in connection to a shooting that left two people dead and two others hurt. This man, 23-year-old Jamar Smith Haygood, was arrested Wednesday and charged with two counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, and one count of possession of a weapon during a violent crime. An affidavit shows Smith Haygood was in an altercation with two rival groups of people when he started to wave a gun and fired multiple times in the direction of the victims. SLED was requested by the Jasper County Sheriff's Office on Sunday to investigate the double homicide. Smith Haygood is now being held in the Jasper County Detention Center. 
A new bridge in North Charleston could save lives. That's what several community members and community groups are saying about the Better North Bridge project. The plan for a new pedestrian bridge that will span the Ashley River and connect North Charleston to West Ashley. Our Molly McBride breaks down a vote from Charleston County Council last night to move this project forward. Last night, County Council gave the okay for county staff to work on a federal grant application to fund the standalone bridge project. There are three alternatives for the bridge. The difference is where it'll end up on the North Charleston side. But the one that got the most support from the community connects to Azalea Drive. Although nothing's finalized because they're still in the design phase. Charleston County officials say about a year ago, they estimated the bridge would cost around $45 million. But with the rising cost of construction, they're guessing it'll now cost up to $55 million. Yesterday, I spoke to cyclists and people around the North Bridge area. Charleston by Bicycle company employee Oliver Gill says the existing bridge is the fastest but most dangerous option for commuters to get to West Ashley from North Charleston. I know that there's a lot of commuters that use it coming from North Charleston to West Ashley and they're risking their lives every day. Now, this isn't the first time they've applied for the grant. Project officials tell me they've applied twice before and have been denied. They say they're hoping the third time is the charm. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. There will be some changes coming to the public comment process at future Charleston County School District board meetings. Moving forward, anyone interested in speaking has to register in person instead of electronically. Board Chairman Keith Grabowski announced that change last week after a rise in concerns about the transparency and security surrounding public comment registration. Now he tells us a security feature put in place back on December 11th shows instances of manipulation in the electronic registration process. He also says it showed some people exploited the system by filling multiple slots with similar emails, changing registered names, and even registering with names of famous authors. Grabowski says that the board is also creating more opportunities for public comment at the next audit and finance meeting on January 3rd. Good morning, I'm Nick Reagan here from our first alert desk. We've got some new information this morning about a serious crash that happened earlier this week that left six people injured. Colleton County Fire Rescue responded to a two-car crash Wednesday night on Interstate 95 near mile marker 42 southbound. That's where they found two cars had collided, sending one into the median and the other off the road and into a tree. Officials say that this all happened in a construction zone, though it's unclear what caused the crash. Both people in the convertible that you saw on your screen there were uh, taken to the hospital with some serious injuries. The other four in that Jeep were also transported to the hospital, though with non-life-threatening injuries. That's the latest here from our first alert desk. Holidays are a popular time for package deliveries. But this year, it seems there's been an increase in those porch pirates, according to research from SafeWise. Autumn Klein joins us live to tell us more about these stats and tips one Lowcountry detective has for preventing your packages from being stolen. Good morning, guys. In the SafeWise annual package theft report, they found that an estimated three out of four people have had a package stolen this year. SafeWise has done this report for the last six years and found this year's rates to be 5% higher than 2022. Research from SafeWise shows the average cost of a stolen package is around $50, and they estimate there are about 119 million packages stolen this year. This means that an estimated $6 billion in packages have been stolen this year alone. 
While the, this data is national, a low country detective confirms that around the holiday season, package theft rates always increase in the area. I spoke with North Charleston Detective Parker Bush, who says that there's no specific time of day that packages are stolen. It happens all the time, day or night. He recommends being proactive and preparing before you even order your package by using a video camera doorbell or a locked mailbox with a key. Detective Bush says to continuously track your package and make sure it isn't on your doorstep for too long. If you are unable to get to it, have someone you trust grab it for you. He says preparing ahead of time is the most important thing you can do because it is not always easy to find a package depending on what is inside of it. I've had somebody that had their candles stolen. It's hard for me to track candles stolen on a package because they'll tear, tear the package up. We find the box around the corner. You know, it's, it's candles. Everybody has those, and it's hard for me to narrow down specifically. But like the example with the PlayStation 5, you have the serial number on that. You say, hey, black PlayStation 5, here's the specific serial number on it. Here's the specifics, the space, the storage, all that comes on that. That makes it very easy because I'm looking for one thing. In the case that your package does get stolen, Detective Bush recommends getting all the information about the package and the item inside of it that you can. He said to ask around to your neighbors to see if they saw anything or if they too have had a package stolen and then file a, pol a police report with all the information that you found and video evidence if you have any. Reporting live in North Charleston, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. There's a new clinical trial to combat Alzheimer's disease. And the South Carolina Institute for Brain Health at the Ralph H. Johnson VA, which opened its doors to the Lone Country last month, is asking for your help. Our Destiny Kennedy joins us now from the newsroom to tell us the qualifications for the trial and how you can get involved. Destiny. Katie Shelby, this Alzheimer's disease clinical trial will help determine if the progression of Alzheimer's can be slowed down or even halted. Researchers are calling it the Viva Mind clinical trial. It will evaluate whether the investigational oral drug viraglutamstat is safe and can reduce or stop the progression of Alzheimer's disease. The South Carolina Institute for Brain Health at Ralph H. Johnson VA Healthcare is now looking for people to participate in the study. To get involved, you need to be in the age range of 50 to 89 and be experiencing significant memory concerns or you have already already been diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment or mild Alzheimer's disease. You also must be willing to participate in the Viva Mind study for up to 20 months. If you or your loved one meets these qualifications and would like to learn more about the clinical trial, you can head over to this web story at live5news.com. In the newsroom, I'm Destiny Kennedy for Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1944, during the Battle of the Bulge, U.S. Brigadier General Anthony McAuliffe rejected a German demand for surrender. He sent a one-word answer. That word, nuts. Celebrating birthdays this Friday, former ABC News anchor Diane Sawyer is 78. Good Times actress Bernadette Stannis is 70, and R&B singer Jordan Sparks is 34. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Life 5 News. Hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Life 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.